0: Tom Farrell here with my good friend, Sean Swarner. What's up, Tom? Oh, not much, Sean. Another uh, HOPE podcast on the docket for today.
1: Helping others persevere every day.
0: And today, I would like to delve into a topic that's important to me and knowing you for as long as I have. I know it's important to you as well, and that's how one person can make a difference in somebody's life whether it's a simple phone call whether it's a text whether it's a, a financial benefit to somebody there's all sorts of different ways that we can make a difference in somebody's life and what I want to really hone in on is how that how you can just really change the course of just one person's life so wanted to put that on the table and, and see what you thought of that? Well I,
1: I, I think you're absolutely right and it's, it's definitely something that, that's near and dear to my heart too. And the, the first thing that comes to mind when you mention that is kind of like the uh, the pebble and the ripple effect. You know you toss a pebble into the water and it ripples out. and that one person using that, that pebble as an analogy for a person, when that person makes a difference, it can, those waves of good or the waves of bad, whatever the type of energy that person's putting out, can trickle out there and it can keep growing and growing and growing and growing. So one little thing can make a huge difference. Whether, like you said, it could be a text, it could be a phone call, it could be, you know, hopping on a Zoom phone call, it could be in person, just telling somebody something. Um, on, on the bad side, now that we're, we're talking about it, I just remembered this story. Last time I was in New York, I was walking through, um, I forget, maybe it was like 52nd Avenue or something like that. I was going to uh, Times Square. And as I'm passing this homeless guy, he walked on the street, he locks eyes with me. And he looks at me and he, right in my soul, looks at me and goes, you're going to die today, man. I was like, well, I, I, I appreciate it. That, that kind of got in my head, and I was thinking, well, hell, should I, go, should I go back to the room and just, like, stay in bed all day? <laughs> so I, I just looked at it, and I was like, hey, thanks, man. You know, have, have a great day. So it can go either good or bad, I think.
0: Yeah, that's completely the opposite <laughs> of the conversation that I'm hoping to have with you today, but you're... A thousand percent right. You could have a negative effect on somebody with some simple act like you're going to die, man.
1: <laughs> you're going to die today, man. Um, but, but
0: I'm, I, I'm sure what, there's people that you come in contact with on a daily basis who pick you up. And I, I call them contagious, like their personalities are contagious. And I like to surround myself with those type of people. And um, what, are, what are some of the things that you like to do to, to bring hope to other people. You
1: know, I, I, I like what you said, attitudes, contagious. And I've, I've actually um, posted this on social media, jokingly where I, where I say something like attitudes, contagious, go spread an infection or something like that, you know, and, and, and a good one. But I, I, I remember there was a, uh, a time when I was kind of low. And it was when I first started speaking, doing you know, corporate talks years ago, and I was at an event, and it was just super hard. I couldn't get any bookings. No one would, would listen to me. You know, I guess I don't even know if anyone's listening to me now. I know you are, so I appreciate that. So it was, it was tough, and I was down on my luck. I just was bouncing from home to home, believe it or not. I was actually homeless for a while. I was living on friends' couches. You know, I didn't even have a place to live. I couldn't afford it. And I was giving a presentation at a cancer event, and I believe it was some sort of prestigious award event. And I'm up on stage speaking and and telling my story of of survival. And when I'm doing that in in front of, um, you know, thousands of people who've been touched by the illness, it's really emotional. So I, I speak from the heart and afterwards i i always try to do my best to just hang around for as long as humanly possible to meet everybody who wants to talk to me and this one lady i'll, I'll never forget it and it, mm-hmm. it, it's still emotional to this day you know I was, I was questioning what i was doing and if my life was on the right path and if my values were in the right place and if if i had um if, if everything was going to work out basically if, if i and if my life had purpose so I was, I was standing at the edge of the stage and there was a long queue of people, long line of people, you know, maybe 30 or 40 people. And everyone was coming up telling me their story. And I could see this next lady who was coming up. Um, I could tell that she was just, she was, lo- she lost it. You know, I could see her mascara running down her face and, and her, um, her makeup was just all over It just, just sl- seeping down her face. Her eyes were bloodshot because you could tell that she she'd been rubbing them. And she came up to me she was next and she just grabbed onto me and she just gave me the biggest bear hug and buried her face in, in my chest and she lost it, you know, and I'm doing the best I can to choke back the tears and and not let go. And I'm trying to be strong for her because I think in in that time she needed it. And she, she's finally composed herself and she leaned back and, and she started apologizing like, like, it's it's perfectly fine. It's, it's, it's amazing that you can um, share these, these, emotions with, with a stranger. She said, yeah, but there's, there's something else I need to tell you. And she told me that she, within the past six months, she lost her husband to cancer. She lost her son to cancer and she got diagnosed with her third time with cancer. So in the past six months, she lost two of her, her family members and she got diagnosed again for the third time. And she told me that in her hotel room, she had a bunch of sleeping pills, alcohol, and a suicide note. So after she proceeded telling me this, she told me that she was up in a room getting ready to take all this stuff and she was getting ready to end her life. And she told me that she forced herself to go to one more presentation and it just happened to be mine. You know, I, I, I firmly believe that everything happens for a reason. And she came up to me afterwards, like I said, and she told me that I listening to me talk, she said, you saved my life. So she didn't commit suicide. She didn't take the pills. In fact, she, she, went back to the room, and I, I wish I could have just somehow stayed in touch with her, but she looked at me with tears flowing down, and I lost at them in, after she told me that I, I saved her life.
0: Uh, unbelievable story. Every time I hear you tell that story, um, it, it really hits home with me, because that's the root of what I wanted to talk about today. You, one person, connected with one other person there's a thousand people that were in that audience, but you actually connect it with that one person, and you change the course of her life because of you sharing your story and so I, I believe it I pr- try to practice it as much as I can in my daily life. Um, I, I begin at home with my kids and my wife, and then it kind of spiders out into people that I work with, and then I come in contact with and I I want you know to to try to spread that message to maybe the, the analogy I always like to do. You use the pebble mm-hmm. in the in the pond, and and I'll use the pebble on a windshield. And you know how the pebble hits the windshield, and all of a sudden one little crack starts to just spread across your whole windshield, and you can't see eventually because of what this one little pebble from the highway did. So. Take that little pebble and go out there and, and pick up your, your um, cell phone. Pick, pick up your computer. Send a note to somebody. And it's amazing when you connect with somebody, the difference you can make. And A lot of times what I experience is don't, you're going to be better off if you don't expect anything in return. So if you're sending a text in hopes that you're going to get a text back, It doesn't have the same power. If you send a text and just send it out there into the atmosphere and hope that it makes a difference with somebody, it it usually does. And sometimes it feels like a one-way street, but my advice would be keep plowing down that one-way street because I know for a fact you're making a difference.
1: Absolutely. And I love the windshield analogy too. And as you know, I, I take a group up Kilimanjaro every year. And it's, it's a fundraiser for the Cancer Climber Association. And what we do is we take a group of survivors. We're now up to paying for three survivor's trips. But the, one of the initial ones we had, we take one survivor every year to Africa. We do a seven-day hike up Kilimanjaro and a five-day safari through the Serengeti and everything. And the, what they do is the survivor who goes that year, it's his or her responsibility to raise funds for next year's survivor, kind of paying it forward in the cancer family. And one of the first guys that went on the trip, his name's Pete, and he was actually going through treatment. And this was back when I was finishing up the, the Grand Slam, which is Everest in, in the highest mountain on every continent. And ESPN was there. They did a, a, a story. And he was going in for his, his, his treatments, and he was at the edge of his – he was just done. He was at the end of his rope. And it was un- impeccable timing because somebody – gave me his cell phone number, he, and this is from his, his story, he tells me all the time, thank you. But he was in the hospital, and he was, he was ready to quit. And he said, look, I'm, I'm done, I'm not gonna take any more treatments, this, I'm fed up, I just can't do it anymore. You know, life is just overwhelming, I, I, I quit. So somehow, someone, I think it may have been his sister, um, or maybe his wife at the time, sent me his number on uh, social media, and I just sent him a quick text. And I think all it said was, hey, check this out. And it was a link to that ESPN piece. And he told me that after he watched that, he, he called the nurses. He's like, get in here. Let's do this. Let's do this. He's like, I was ready to run through a brick wall. And he said that, again, that, that I, I saved his life. But I, I don't think it's, it's me who's doing it. I think it's the people who actually just, they're just potentially low on their uh, they're low on the cells. They're just down, depressed. It's, it's, it's a moment. It's not a a stationary, um, a a permanent condition, you know, and they just needed something to help them boost up and get out of it.
0: What boosts you up the most, Sean? What, who, who gets you out of it? Because I know there's a lot of people having been around you so much who come to you and you're the one who's got to be their energy supply, but who, who in your world boosts you up? Who do you look to? Uh, people like Tom Farrell.
1: <laughs> people like you, man. You, you have. I'm serious. You, you have a family. You have every, You have everything. You're, you're someone who's, who's in my eyes um, a hero. You know, I, I look up to you as I don't want to say a father figure because I don't want you to to feel old. But <laughs> Thanks, brother. I look up Thanks, to you Tom. as. <laughs> I, I look up to you and and other people as well. But when people. When, when they're constantly looking for that energy, you know, they're constantly looking for someone to unload on. And, and it does happen quite often because when I'm done giving a presentation, it never fails. People come up and they, they want to share their story. They just need that platform, they, they need that safe space to come share it with someone who actually probably understands. And it's, it's I don't necessarily take it in personally. What I do is I turn it back around on them, you know, and I kind of try to be the guide to show them that they're the hero of their own story. And I look at them and I ask them questions about how they went through it. Instead of, you know, instead of focusing on how bad it is and how bad it was and how awful the treatments were, I look at them and I ask them questions like, "Well, how are you stronger now because of that? You know, what 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 are you doing now that you wouldn't have even thought about doing before going through the treatments?" You know, so that way I, I put a little twist on it to make them think a little bit differently and see whatever traumatic experience they had. I, I want them to use it as an empowering experience moving forward. So I asked them empowering questions, nothing with a yes or no answer, like, hey, did you do this or did you do that? It was more like, how did it feel? You know, how does it feel to, to be empowered by this? So it's, it's not just, it's not taking all that from them. It's helping build them up.
0: Uh, that makes all the sense in, in the world to me, which, which leads me to this other thought that I had, which is all of us can probably identify with, with that one person in your life. Maybe it's multiple people in your life that when that text comes through, when you look at your phone and you see it's that person, you know in your heart of hearts that it's going to be a long conversation or there's probably going to be a hint of negativity in this text. So, how how do you find a way to turn that negative into a positive? Or, 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 on the same token, how do you not let that bring you down?
1: Well, there's a reason I have cold beer in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. And bourbon. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> I I think the the best the best way to deal with something like that is understanding, and it works for any argument as well, what I say is about me, what you hear is about you. So if someone's down on their luck, and if, if they feel bad, they feel down, they feel beat up, they, they're, they're constantly negative, you know, they're, they're, they're sucking, they're literally sucking the life out of you. And as you said, you know, I'll pick up my phone, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap, and you can't ghost them. You have to write back because and – then, and then the phone rings, you know, after you respond. You're like, uh-oh, they know I just responded. I, you have to answer. Know, know that they're potentially in a, in a bad place. Know that people aren't born inherently bad. It's the programs in their brains that, that make them see that. It's the experiences that they've had in the past to help lead them down the wrong – I don't want to say the wrong path because, you know, for them that, that might be a good day. For us, you know, we're two upbeat guys who, who always see um, the silver lining in the clouds. But for other people, it just that that's just their way of living. You know, I know a lot There's of something people.
0: Something that you've done that you can unstuck, make them unstuck, or, or try to get them out of that mode, or do you just let them plow through it? It's, I don't
1: think you can say, "Hey, you have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do this to do it." You know, it's it's like. Talking to a, and I I don't have any kids, but I'm sure you can answer this. It's trying to, it's like talking to a teenager and telling him, Hey, this is what you need to do with your life. You know, they, they, they apparently they think they know more than you do, which obviously isn't the case because you know, you're, you're wiser. But as soon as you start telling someone something, they tune out. Yeah. They, they kind of have to figure it out on their own. And if you ask them questions, like, well, why, why do you think that's true? You know, is, is that always the case? have them look at it from a different perspective. And if it's about somebody else, well, what do you think that other person thinks, you know, how do you see that from, from somebody else's perspective, just always turn it around on them and just ask questions. So if it comes back to you, just bounce something back to them and, and have it be more about them than you trying to help them because they have to help themselves.
0: So I wrote you a note earlier this morning and I said, this topic that we're talking about today is the core of why I want to to do this with you and and have these conversations. Because I think that there is somebody out there that just needs to hear that it's going to be okay. And that whatever trial they're going through right now, as you have said many times, it's not permanent. And they have to believe in themselves. So why do you do that? That's kind of at my core of why I do this. Why do you do these conversations?
1: You know, I kind of along the same lines. I think if there's someone out there listening, who's down on their luck, who just doesn't feel good, who thinks that it's a bad day is the end of the world. It's not. I mean, we're, we're talking to guys here. One of them, you know, I was, I was once read my last rites. I was, I was given 14 days to live. So there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and you, and it helps to hold on to your core values because those core values give you purpose. And I think if, if we say something that just strikes a nerve in somebody, you know, it, it, might, it potentially might save someone's life. And I know what it's like being at knocking on death's door, not having any hope. And I think if, if we can provide that hope to one person, it's absolutely worth it because we could potentially save someone's life.
0: So are you saying right now somebody is listening and they want to talk to you, you would pick up the phone and talk to them right now? Yeah.
1: I, I don't see why not. If they have my phone, if they have my phone number. I, I <laughs> and if, if they can somehow magically and, and mysteriously punch in 10 random numbers and get me, sure. Why not? Well, saying that they don't have their phone number, they can go to your website, right? Absolutely. SeanSwaner.com. I do my best to respond to every single person who sends me a message. And sometimes it's a couple hundred a day. But one of the things that I did learn I actually take that back. Probably the only thing that was of tremendous benefit that I learned in high school was typing. <laughs> so I can zip those emails out pretty quickly. A
0: typing class in high school?
1: I had a typing class. Mom made me do it. You my know dad... what?
0: You're not as young as you're pawning yourself <laughs> off to be there then. So typing classes, I think, went out in the 80s. Yeah,
1: I, I graduated high school in 93.
0: All right. Not, not so young. Son. So, I'll, I'll continue to try to take on the fatherly role for you. There you go. Uh, anything else, words of wisdom, as far as one, one person making a difference that you can think of off the top of your head? I think, right
1: off the top of my head, right now, if you're listening, pick up your phone, send a text message, or call somebody you haven't spoken to in a while. Just brighten their day. You know, and, and, and it, as you said before, attitude is absolutely contagious. You know, if you walk into a room, and you're smiling, your heads up high. It's gonna, it's gonna bring the energy up in the room. If you walk down into the room, if you walk into the room with your head down, you're gonna bring the energy down. You know, you pretty much get what you expect out of life and out of people. So if you expect something good, you're gonna get something good. If you expect something bad, you're gonna expect, you're gonna get something bad because that's the way your brain's gonna interpret it. So what, whatever you're doing right now stop and just reach out to somebody via text or a phone call or whatever. Just a quick message to someone you haven't spoken to in a long time and just say, Hey, I appreciate you. Or just, Hey, how's it going? Just say hello.
0: Attitude of gratitude.
1: Exactly. Love it.
0: All right. That's enough for today, my friend. Until next time, I'm Tom Farrell. I'm Sean Swarner. And that's your dose of hope for today.